Welcome to the Wake and Rake Podcast, featuring World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and MLB journalist Danny Vietti. Want a chance to be featured on the show? Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Now, here's Danny and Will. Party people! What's good? I've been waiting a little while to say that. I've missed, I missed saying that. Welcome to the Wake and Rake podcast, the first ever episode of the Wake and Rake podcast. Hopefully the first of many. And as always, I bring in my guest, the World Series champion, Boston Red Sox, Texas Rangers, San Diego Padre. The list goes on and on. Will Middlebrooks, what's popping, my dude? Dude, fired up. Opening day, baby. We're here. April 1st. And we're going to get somewhat of a normal season, it appears. It looks like we're going to get 162. Manfred came out and said, hey, maybe we're going to have full stadiums later this year. We know Texas is doing it. They don't care. That's the Wild West. They don't give a shit. Texas don't give a shit. Texas is like, yeah, come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Park your horse out front. (laughs) (laughs) That's your hometown, bro. That's my people, though. That's my people. I'm fired up. And if you're playing in Texas, that's awesome because you're like, you go from nobody in the stands to a full pack stadium. Nothing better. I'm fired up. So we'll talk opening day. Uh, Brooksy's going to give his best bets. It'll be Brooksy's best bets. Yes, I came up with that name all by myself. Uh, we'll talk best bets. We'll give our predictions. We'll go division by division. We're going to go coast to coast, east to west, central division, west coast, east coast. We'll do it all. MVP picks. We're not going to only give our picks because we know we're geniuses and we know that every pick we give is going to be correct, but we'll talk about some of the best bets too. Um, you know, we're yeah, definitely people- going to be some value, some value picks. Maybe not, you know, just, we're not going to just be chalky here. It's easy to say, Oh, DeGrom, Cole, Mike Trout. Come on, man. That's not fun. We want, we want you to be able to throw 10 bucks on something and, and make a couple hundred bucks off it. So quick news rundown. Do you notice the angels like rebuilt their bullpen in the last 48 hours? Just, right before opening day they just all of a sudden added um tony watson and a couple other guys their bullpen like that kind of crazy just all of a sudden right under the radar too right like Uh uh-huh there wasn't really much publicity about it but they they mean we know they need arms they have the offense angels are a sleeper team man let's start in the aos let's do it let's talk about we're already talking about the angels let's talk about the angels talk about the a's astros mariners and we already mentioned the sloppy rangers but um so so, so who's your division winner for American League West? Let's start it out. Uh, Houston. Yeah, I like Houston. Um, I mean, I think Greinke has a good year. I think I like I like Ryan Presley in the closer spot, and I more than anything, I like the lineup. Yeah, battle tested. Jordan Alvarez is back. Uh, 2019 Rookie of the Year. We know he's going to hit 40 homers. Hopefully hit 40 homers that's what they're thinking i mean his, his pop is outrageous he's got touch power is what we call it like judge stanton uh remember chris carter he was oh, one yeah. of my ex-teammates he Strike had some of the most shoot. yeah but dude, dude he, he swung hard and but he just swung in the same spot every time in case you threw it there and he would hit it 600 feet he hit a ball but, at o.co coliseum i don't think i've seen a ball travel further than he hit this ball this ball was absolutely – it was a night game in Oakland, which you know is a shitty place to hit Dude, at a night ball, game in that's Oakland. Where, that's where fly balls go to die. Ball – you know, the, like the press box, what they used for the football stadium, where it used to be the football stadium yeah, out yeah, in center yeah. field? This ball went over the press box. 
over a center. Like it was mad. I remember Cespedes hit one off like the facade, like the front of it, and everyone was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Louis I remember the one like... you're talking about with with Chris. That was yeah. crazy. But anyways, I like Houston. All right, I think the over under was set for them at 88 wins, and I I say over. I think they win 90 games. I think they win the division at 90 91 games, and and I think Oakland's on their tail. I think the Angels are much more competitive this year. Okay. I do. I think Otani is in the MVP conversation. I don't think he wins MVP, but mm-hmm. he's in the conversation. I think he pitches well. I think he hits 20, 25 homers and, and, and is and is still in the conversation to be a two-way player once his season's over with. Okay. Um, you mentioned the A's, and you mentioned the over-under for the Astros, obviously. What about over-under for the A's at 86 and a half? This is according to William Hill, by the way. William Hill. I, I got him over. I got him. I, I, I got him like a game and a half behind Houston. You know, I think the A's are. I think the A's are taking the division, and it's nothing against Houston. I think Oakland's been waiting a long time for this. I'm expecting Jesus Lazardo. That's my AL Cy Young pick, by the way. Jesus Lazardo is gonna take on that ace role, and the A's are gonna make some noise this year. He needs to. They don't and have anybody else, frankly, to be an ace. They have other pitchers. Chris Bassett's very underrated. He's going to be pitching opening day for him. is a good arm, too. Manaya's I mean, a good arm, too. But to be an ace is a whole nother platform. And I think... Right, you're, you're ace. I mean, Chris Bassett's good. And he's really good at the Coliseum. He's really... He's good in that stadium. I mean, a lot of pitchers are good in that stadium. But um, he's not an ace in my mind. I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's just me. Maybe because it's not a household, household name, but... I feel like Lazardo is the guy, and he's got the stuff to be an ace. I agree with that, and I think this is a big year for him to get over that hump and become that guy. So, before we move on to another division, anybody else making noise in the AL West? Making noise? I mean, the Angels are going to be sneaky. I think Joey Gallo hits a ton of home runs. <laughs> like, yeah. a ton. Like, that's the best that, thing that happens. In that's a bold prediction. Joey Gallo is going to hit a lot of homers this year. I think his average will be higher than normal, too. I think he has a really, really good year. That, I think that stadium plays a factor too. By the way, the stadium's massive. Speaking of Globe Life, the Dodgers still have more home runs at Globe Life Field than the Texas Rangers do. Fun fact. <laughs> That's a joke, dude. <laughs> I, yeah, that'll change. Don't worry. Just, just, that place is mad. It plays big, dude. I wonder if it's going to be one of the places where they have to move the fences in a little bit. Like Petco did a couple of years ago. San Francisco did last year. Yeah. That's yep. well, like, why do, you, why do you make a ballpark that you already know is too big? Because you know people I mean? like, who. Who build ballparks aren't baseball players. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just balls. I don't know if it's like with a roof open. Does it fly better? Is it, When it's closed, is it different? It could do something with the air in there. So we've it's talked literally about literally like, air conditioned. Like the air can shift. Right. I don't well, know. We talk about best stadiums all the time. You, are, you always mention Angel Stadiums when you're favorite. What was the worst stadium you've ever played? And it could be for <laughs> various reasons. Is it Oakland? It's in the big leagues, Oakland. What about and, Tampa? Mm, I like Tampa better than Oakland. Just for the facility was better. The clubhouse was nice. Um, there was a batting cage to use. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> there wasn't a uh, 50 yards of foul ground to hit. Normally you hit a ball that's 20 rows deep in the landing in the dipping dot stand. But <laughs> now matt chapman diving on the tarp and catching it you're like come on dude all right so yeah there's a lot of things that play against players liking the coliseum we we've talked in the past to uh ramon loriano and he said he agrees with me it's an advantage a definite home field advantage for those guys let's move to the al central 
This is my AL pennant pick. It, I've had this. I've been preaching Come this. Come on now. I've been Why do you think I wore these colors? Is that Michael Jordan? Is that Jordan T-shirt? These colors, black, white, and gray. I thought you were just feeling sad today. No, it's my White Sox colors. Oh, okay. I thought you were just sad. It's sad, you know. Are you colorblind? Even if you're colorblind, this should look the same. <laughs> black is a very sad color. Like, if you wear black, like my Nana. Okay, I love my Nana with all my heart. She passed away a couple of years ago. Greatest grandma ever. But she wore black every single day. And I'm like, Nana, like, are you just a sad grandma? Like, I think I'm a good grandson and I make you happy. But seeing you wear black every day concerns me. It's a color, man. Why, like, why can't, like, just, black and grays, like, those are my favorite colors. Just filter in some vibrant colors. That's all I ask. You okay. can wear whatever you want, Danny. AL Central, I am taking the black team. I am taking the white socks to win the American League pennant this year i said that two years ago back in 2019 and i'm sticking to it i think it has everything to do with their division being eh, this year uh i think i think the indians got worse i think yes. the twins you could make a case they got a little bit better with their I think the twins will be in the mix but I, I think i agree i i agree i picked the white Sox to win the division i also picked them to win the pennant we it's can agree seven, on that seven batters before eloy went in went down with his um is it side or oblique uh his pectoral pectoral thank you he tore, his he tore um, the booby <laughs> i should be more mature than like torn the booby just made me laugh i knew i could get a chuckle out of you <laughs> <laughs> torn pectoral for eloy before eloy went down it was six out of their nine hitters in their lineup were projected to hit 20 dingers that's good <laughs> That's, that's pretty good. And then Andrew Vaughn, by the way, is going to be on the opening day roster. And he's going to be in that lineup too. Which he's, is, got some, he's got some juice too. Chicago's uh, taken. And what is his name? Uh, Madrigal? Is that how you pronounce it? Nick Madrigal, Madrigal out of Elk Grove, California, baby. Bro, he breaks. He's a great bat-to-ball contact skill guy. Which those guys aren't floating around very very much anymore. He's and like uh, him and David Fletcher. And like he just, he just hits the ball hard. He finds a barrel and he find, finds the grass. Right, he just finds a way to get knocks. I love that. Yep. And don't forget about their pitchers. Come on, man, their um, pitchers are unbelievable. Yeah, three the only, of their starters were in what the top ten of Cy Young voting last year. Three of them. They're the only exactly. team in the American League with three pitchers that were in top ten Cy Young hey, voting in twenty. Lance Lance Lynn is a sleeper pick for Cy Young. He's a workhorse. The He's going to give you. He you can get two hundred innings out of him. Oh, he's a workhorse for sure. Cy Young. I don't know. I said dark, like sleeper. Black, as in like, there you go getting dark Dude, again. He finished sixth last year in voting. It's not like, no, I'm not. He's not, don't boo boo him because it's not Giolito. Like, what's with you and like boobies today? Like, he tore his booby and I said boo boo. Like, don't poop all over it. Boo boo. And you've been changing too many diapers lately, brother. Bro, you don't even want to get into that. <laughs> Over-unders for the Chicago White Sox this year is 90 and a half. Are you taking the over or are you taking oh, the under? soaring. I got them around 95, 94, 94, 95. Even with Eloy going to miss four to five months? <laughs> not, not saying they don't need him. He makes them – I think they're, they're in, the entirety of their lineup and their pitching, they're not going to miss a step. I totally agree. Uh, so the Twins at 89 and a half. Hold on. I have one more question about the White Sox. Right. So they have this young, like swaggy group. Um, how do you think the dynamic between Larusa and those young kids is going to be? Like, is this going to be like just like a match made in heaven, or is he like 
pounding his head against the wall like, holy, Tim Anderson just hit a fly ball. He thought it was a home run. And he threw his bat all the way to the hot dog vendor. Because he well, he you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I love it. I love the bat flips and all that. But I think it's the thing LaRusso is going to just have to get over. That's more of a question for you. And let me phrase it this way. Okay. When you were first in the, who was your first manager? Was it, it wasn't Francona. Bobby, Bobby Valentine. It was Bobby Valentine. Okay. So he's more of an old school guy, right? Yeah. But the game was a little different then. So that's what I'm asking though. So like how different was a manager's role with Bobby versus Gabe Kapler when you were with Philly? How different were oh, their Okay. Roles? Yeah. I mean, those are opposites of the spectrum managers so. but that's what the games turned into you know what i mean so i think it's a fair I, question i agree uh, bobby v's like very old school he's he's still i don't know if he's the best example of like an old school manager because he is but he also is still okay with you being yourself mm-hmm. kapler is all about just be you i don't care what you wear on the planes like we don't really have like don't wear like board shorts and a tank top on the plane but you don't have to be in a suit you know you should be comfortable jeans and a collared shirt whatever just pretty lax because it used to be like you had to have a tie everything um i'm thinking of like a like a bochi or or somebody like old school old school Mm -hmm. um i I just think with with tony he's been around the game it's not like he's been sitting in his recliner for the past right he was with boston in the front office he's been in baseball he's been watching baseball so it's not as if he's been removed from culture here i get that but once the lights turn on man and you get the uniform on he's gonna revert back to what he thinks works what he think what he thinks works that didn't sound right but it, it was right this is a podcast so we can edit whatever the hell we want to no we don't we're just gonna leave this raw that's what we are we're <laughs> we're, we're imperfect that's what's good about so you got chicago in the al central I got him in the entire AL. Okay. Moving on. AL East. And you know what? The Royals, by the way, don't sleep on the Royals. Made some really no, good moves with good Andrew Benintendi. They re-signed Salvi. They re-signed Hunter Dozier. I give the Royals a whole lot of credit. They're a small market team. And by the way, there's not a lot of teams that can say small market and actually be a small market. The Royals are a true small market team. They've lost money multiple seasons, and they're still being competitive. Anyways. Don't want to spend too much time on the Royals unless you want to, but let's move out East. Let's stick in the AL American league East. The Yankees are the favorite Yankees mm-hmm. over under is at 97. According to William Hill, it's high, especially in a competitive division, like the American league East. Mm-hmm. What say you Brooksy? Man, that's tough. I'm going to go just under. I still think they win the division. Um, I think the real fight in this division is for the wild card uh, between Tampa and uh, the Blue Jays. Their rotation is going to decide their fate. Okay, here's my thing with their rotation. They're built just fine for a regular season. But the postseason is what I would be worried about because is Clue are you so you paid 11 million dollars. It will be all totally worth the million dollars even if he only pitches 50 innings in the regular season, but then make some big starts in the postseason and pitch as well, they'll be fine with it. Mm-hmm. The issue with their rotation is, is Kluber, is Tyone, are those the guys that you want pitching in the big games in the postseason? Tyone that, doesn't we, have – yeah, Tyone doesn't have a whole lot of experience doing it. Kluber does. And Kluber, by the way, his career ERA in the playoffs is like five plus. Right. And Not we great. just don't – and we just don't know. 
that's the we just don't know with the Yankees. It they look so so. I thought Tyon looked good in spring. I thought Kluber oh, looked, looked very good. Kluber, pretty Kluber's good. velocity was down. Um, he, he might have sitting around 91, 92. And his velocity before his injuries was sitting 93 to 95. Correct. That's concerning. Um, it's concerning, and he's going to live on movement and control, which I don't know. There's, but there's other options too. I, I think someone to think about is Luis Severino. Like, what is he when he comes back? Because he can be in. I mean, they don't need an ace. They have an ace. So he, I think he would be their number two. He's got the stuff, and we talked about this before. I think his stuff is just as good as Garrett, as Garrett Cole's. It's just not as consistent. Yeah, I, that's what makes Garrett Cole and Jacob Degrom great is that they do it year in and year out. Every start, you're gonna get they're going to give you a chance to win. That's the difference between a Hall of Famer and a really good, great, maybe even great pitcher. Luis Severino yeah. might be great, but he won't be Hall of Famer right. until you can do it. And then the back end, okay. um, we'll see what they get out of those guys. But I think their bullpen's okay. Nothing – I mean, is Zach Britton still hurt? Zach He's hurt, hurt, but it should be coming back okay. midseason. So. so, I think they're fine. I think uh, the Red Sox – what's the over-under on the Red Sox? It was 78.5, but I think it changed. Boston Red Sox so over under is set at 79 and a half. I got them over. I, I think they're better than people think. I don't think they're going to go to the playoffs. Um, it, it'll be a fight for third in the division, unfortunately. But um, over under Will Middlebrooks, Bobby Dalbeck com- comments this season. Dude. 1,050 over under. He rakes. Love Bobby Dalbeck. He rakes. He strikes out a lot. I get it. But he's also got 40 homer potential that's gonna be my uh like alarm when i wake up in the morning is like bobby dalbeck that's how you <laughs> bobby Dude, dalbeck is... wake up whatever alarm. that's I'm, my te- I'm... every text message i get from you like bobby dalbeck in your voice i'm gonna text you every time he hits a homer i might facetime you every time he hits a homer i remember you'll be awake you're on the <laughs> west coast so you're you're three hours back so it's it'll be fun a couple months ago this was when brooksy's cowboys were in the playoffs Brooksy got so salty because no, it wasn't the playoffs. I'm sorry. They were, it was playoff. I'll say, bro, we weren't in the playoffs. Playoff right. implications. It was Cowboys Giants. And, yes, they had to win. They had to win. And they had to win. And they did not. And every time that the Giants scored or anybody scored, oh, I just kept dude. them updated. I would text them. I'd say, hey, Giants. You touchdown. just reminded me that I don't like you. Even though he obviously was watching the game, I text him just to make sure he knew the scoreboard. And he was salty as a. I was salty because I. I care a lot about about the Cowboys and it's been a long, were you you serious? (laughs) Do you even watch football? Of course I watch football. I work for Max Preps, high school football leader in the country. I think you just watch highlights. That's football. Dude, you don't work for CBS Sports if you don't watch football. I'll leave it at that. I know, I know, I know. So who's your football team, the Raiders? Unfortunately. So, no, I don't watch football. I watch guys trying to play football. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's uh, let's do some NL. All right, let's hit over to the NL. Start with the NL West. We'll go back out to the West Coast. Duh. First of all, do we, need to, do we even need to spend time on this? There's two teams. No, first uh, of yes. all, what? Yeah, it's a fair question to ask Padres or Dodgers for that division. It's a very fair question. I wasn't, I wasn't going to say the Padres didn't have a chance. Yeah. With, I wasn't going to say that. I think they win 95-plus games, but I do think they finish second. I think they're a wild-card team. That sucks. They're going to have more wins than just doesn't matter, every though. other. It doesn't matter. because No, just get in. Just get in. 
But that's the thing with the wild card, though. We're back to the regular structure. So you're going to be in a one-game winner-take-all. But you have, I mean, Snell and Darvish and all these guys are healthy. Lamette. Yeah, so Lamette's In one game, you're looking – what? Lamette is the X factor for me. So if Lamette is healthy, Denelson Lamette, which he pitched an inning a week ago, I think it was, in spring training, and he supposedly said he felt good, felt healthy. Yeah. If you're pitching one inning and being removed right after that, I question how healthy you actually are. Oh, it's called a pitch count. The dude pitched 12 pitches. That's okay. A bullpen session is 25 to 30. And he threw that probably to get loose. So they have him probably at about 40 total. It's part of the progression. I hope Demnelson Lamette is fine. But I think, nevertheless, I think he's the X factor. If Lamette is healthy, that bolsters their entire rotation. If he's your number, if a healthy Lamette is a number three, you're sitting pretty. Exactly. Like if if Lamette is healthy, the Padres are a better team than the Los Angeles Dodgers are right now. What? Yep. They have a better bullpen than the Dodgers do. Their lineup is just as good. Okay, we'll go through. Okay, Padres, Dodgers. So you go through the rotation. You uh, Darvish, Walker Bueller. Both really great. I, I don't really give any either of them a leg up, personally. Blake Snell, Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw has been better over his career, of course, but at this right, point in your career. Year, you're taking Snell. <laughs> uh, Julio Urias, Denelson Lamette. Again, this is assuming Lamette's healthy. I, I think Lamette. I did forget about Bauer. Jesus Christ, he's making $40 million. <laughs> to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if Bauer is their third, fourth best starter this year. How do you forget about Trevor Bauer? He reminds everybody every day <laughs> who he is. <laughs> yeah, well. If you have the Twitter had, machine, you know who Trevor Bauer is. I had my left eye closed, so I didn't. I had my rotation oh, over on this side, and okay. I had my left eye closed, so I, I just didn't see his name over here. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> By the way, I got this new whiskey. I haven't had this before. It's called Sa- – you can't really see it. I can Sagamore see. Spirit Rye. I'm normally more of a bourbon guy, but someone told me this was really good. So I got it, and it's Fuego, Poppy. Yeah, what's your uh, what's your sip review? Um, dry, it's dry, if that makes sense. Um, got a little bit more bite than bourbon it's not as sweet as a bourbon it's a i mean it's a rye obviously but um it's sweeter than most ryes i think it's really good i'm, I'm gonna give it we, we gotta rate these i'm gonna start doing ratings That's nice. um we're not gonna 10, turn in a, i mean we're not turning into bar stool here with pizza we don't need to but i can still rate things i like and not be bar stool hey i didn't say one sip everybody knows rules <laughs> i'd say way more than one sip Especially to deal with your ass. <laughs> I give it a uh, I give it a seven one. Okay, which just, is very good. Which is very good. Knows every anytime Brooksy and I have a conference call together or like we Facetime or whatever, like he's drinking whiskey. I don't think it's a coincidence. This guy has to get drunk just to have a conversation with me. That's how much of a I don't, handful I am. I don't get I don't get drunk, but I do have to take the edge off because if I come in here after a long day with the kids or work or whatever it may be, and you pop off about the Cowboys, I'm going to snap. And This is a CBS-owned, because oh, I work for CBS Sports HQ. Uh, we can talk about that. I mean, that's what I do for a living. They own this computer, and if I throw it against the wall, <laughs> I'm probably going to get in trouble. So I take the edge off, a little bourbon or rye or whatever. 
I picture so, anytime um, like I text you, I'll be like, hey, Brooks, do you want to FaceTime? And I see you just like pouring a little bit more. Like you go from <laughs> one finger to two fingers to three fingers. Like every single text is another finger. I think that's the thing. I mean, we can start grading out some whiskey every time I get something new. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll have to get it. But um, so I, for Christmas, Jenny got me, uh, it's called Flaviar. Mm-hmm. And you can sign up for this membership. She got it for me for Christmas. And you can, every quarter, you get a full-size bottle of something and you get three tasters. And uh, okay. it gets here in a couple of days and we'll have to, uh, I'll, I'll do a taster on the next one and we can, we can judge that one too. There's some pretty cool stuff. Start taking for shots you bourbon and uh, for you whiskey people out there. Yeah. This isn't just about baseball. <laughs> can you get whiskey at a ballpark? I don't, I don't think so. They probably should. in probably in texas yeah <laughs> yeah they, well, they ain't serving it they're finding a way to bring it in if you got boots on you get a free whiskey <laughs> that's a lot of whiskey padres are a better team than the dodgers with a healthy denelson lament i'm sticking to it i don't i don't uh, yeah okay we'll see but i, I want it, so i like i really want it to be a rivalry and i think it will be but it's, it's not just yet. not gonna be a rivalry until the padres start beating that ass a little bit i agree and they have no ground to stand on right now either because the Padres against the Dodgers in the history, the Dodgers have beat them like 65 out of like 65% of the time in their history. Dodgers have world series victories. Obviously they had the one last year. Padres have been to two world series. They haven't even won a world series. So it's not a rivalry yet for anyone to say it's a rivalry. It's not the Padres. Have oh, to make I think after more. this year it will be exactly. It doesn't take long for a rivalry to happen. By the way, I think a rivalry has more to do with what's happening in the game today than it does in history. Everybody talks about, you know, the greatest rivalries in the game because the yeah. Dodgers and the Giants, they were rivals back in New York. F- that. No, like these teams are the best teams Danny. in the division. It, no, 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 no. Hear me Danny, out. You said that. You said that. Did Hear you say out. the F word? <laughs> I didn't know you had that in you. Don't tell my you mom. You planned that, didn't you? You had that written down. Don't like, tell I'm my mom. Drop this tonight. Yeah. I felt good. Morning. It felt good too. Um, it has more to do with the game today. You think people care that Babe Ruth was playing against Joe DiMaggio or whatever? I probably have my times. For, I don't know if Babe Ruth played against Joe DiMaggio or not. But like, you really think people are like at the dish in like rivalry games and are like, oh, well, the Cardinals so, being some dude me, back in 1950. No, they're thinking about like, down. okay, uh, Dave Roberts. Like Trent Grisham's at the plate. Dave Roberts was yelling at me for bat flipping last year. I'm going to take it to him. That's what they think of. They don't think about what happens in 1950. I agree. So it's for the team. All right, here it is. For the team, for the players, it's, yes, it's right now. Did you piss me off last year? Did you show me up? Did you bean me in the neck? Like it's the right now and the most recent memory. For the fans, it goes, it's deeper. And that's where rivalries are. I was I played in the Red Sox Yankee rivalry. Right. It is much deeper with fans because player there's turnover with players. There's not not everybody's a Pedroia or a Jeter or Veritek like Big Poppy. Those guys don't players don't stay on the same team that long anymore. There's a lot of tor- turnover with free agency and all that now. Um, but fans are fans of teams forever, and they remember everything. They remember if a Yankee fan cut them in, in, in the line at the car wash and that they may hate them for that. And they may 
You know what I mean? Like it's, it's more than just the immediate or the right in front of you game for the fans. It, it could be an entire life of hating the Yankees or hating the Red Sox or whatever rivalry it is. So for the players, it's right now and what's in front of me. For the fans, much broader. That's fair. That's fair. Did you hate the Yankees? Uh, no, I didn't hate the Yankees. I loved the rivalry, though, because you could feel it in the air. You could feel it in the stadium, but that's because of the fans. It's funny because we talked with – it's funny you said that. Ramon Laureano, who we talked to last week, he said, I didn't feel that there was a rivalry, with the, even though he got in a brawl with them last year. I didn't feel like it was much of a rivalry between Oakland and Houston because there were no fans in the stands. He said the rivalry is created from the fans. Told you. Support your point. So, no, so, so you believe him, but you're, you're going to question me. It's fine. You're full. I get it. He's got a way better arm than I have. It's fine. I think you're full of shit. Um, <laughs> let's move over to the NL Central. You got a dirty mouth. <laughs> NL Central. Cardinals are the favorite. Um, it's kind of a wonky division i mean there's no team that's really head and shoulders above anyone i gotta be in a dog fight between the cardinals and the brewers but i think the cardinals 86 over over under for the cardinals for the cardinals what is it for the brewers 83 and a half they're the second favorite yeah i think definitely someone can win this division with less than 90 wins oh yeah because i was thinking cardinals like 89 88 89 90 wins Mm -hmm. um that's if they're healthy my storyline so so yes i'm picking the cardinals to win and i do like the over on their uh win win loss um the storyline for this is the cubs and it's not about them winning it's about well, them let losing. me scroll all the way down and then let me find that let me scroll just let listen me scroll just, 79 just, you can scroll just listen the storyline here for me so they're clearly trying to extend Anthony Rizzo. We know that. They made it public for a reason. Nothing ever gets released for – it's never an accident. Baez and Chris Bryant, there's nothing of an extension with those guys. Jock Peterson's on a one-year deal. He's hot right now in spring training. If he plays well, they could ship him out. They could ship Baez out. They could ship Bryant out. They clearly want to keep Rizzo. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Um. I'm curious to see if Baez bounces back. He was arguably one of the worst everyday players, position players last year, 203. He walked seven times and struck out 75 times. Not a good ratio. Yeah. Um, I Come trade deadline, it could get really interesting when those players are sprinkled to contenders. And I don't, I don't know. Then what happens to the Cubs? Are we looking at a rebuild post-Theo? Possibly. I question their decision to re-sign Rizzo. If they're going to pick one player to re-sign, why would you sign a 31-year-old first baseman who has seen his exit velocity go down each of the last two seasons? You want to know why? Because him and David Ross are boys. That's my opinion. David Ross is not the general manager. No, he's not, but he still has – the manager has still has pool when it's someone like that. Anthony Rizzo, his hard hit percentage down each of the past two seasons. No, I, I, I'm not saying I'm an advocate of extending him. I'm just saying that they're trying to. I just think they're picking the. Hey, if he doesn't line. agree, if he doesn't agree to the extension, if he doesn't sign on the dotted line, they could trade him too. Yeah, if I you're gonna, re- if you don't get rid of you, Darvish, if you're planning on contending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that has been my point the entire. Yes, couldn't yeah. agree more. Um, as opposed to Javi Baez, yeah, he 
was bad last year. That goes without saying he was bad last year. That being said, it's a weird year. Okay, there was a lot of players that struggled. Christian Yelich. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people, you having to get a, a nasal swab doesn't make you chase sliders. It doesn't. But uh, the year before that, he saw his hard hit percentage, sweet spots percentage, barrel percentage, exit velocity up. All Every single one of those categories. Then, so you're blaming it on COVID? I'm blaming it on – I'm giving him an excuse. I'm not blaming it on anything. I'm saying he had a bad 60-game stretch. I think he is the best of those three. If you're trying to re-sign one of those three, and by the way, Wilson Contreras is going to be a free agent, not the, after this year, but after the next year. Yeah. He's another option. I think if you re-sign one of those four, Javi Baez is the guy you re-sign. Purely off a of raw talent. And age. Anthony Rizzo's 31. Javi Baez is 28. Anthony Rizzo is a first baseman. First baseman can play at an older. Oh, that's okay. That's true. You're right. But Javi can kick over to second base if he loses a step. You got to be athletic at second base too, dude. So if you're, okay. if you're up the middle, you got to be athletic. Between those four, who would you resign if you were the Chicago Cubs? Rizzo, Bryant. What What's wrong with Chris Bryant all of a sudden? He was an MVP. Well, he's struggled for a couple of seasons now. I think yeah. Bryant will be fine. We've had this conversation before. I think Bryant will be fine once he gets I, a, a contract. I do too, but if you're rebuilding, you're going to get a good amount for guys like that. Rizzo's all up here. Or I'm sorry, uh, Bryant. Bryant. Bryant's all up here in the head. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Chris Bryant. I think I think there should there could be some Cubs playing on different teams at trade deadline. Let's move on. NL who who'd you have for your central? You had the Cardinals? Cardinals. Okay. I got um, them winning by like a game or two over the Brewers. It's going to be a dogfight. I like it. NL East, move over East. I think that's going to be the most competitive baseball. And Dude, it could go that, so many different ways, man. I think the team that's projected to finish in last place, the Miami Marlins, have a very good chance at making a, making the playoffs. Just oh, they're they're going to be competitive. They're, they're going to be competitive. They lack the offense. They do not have a starting pitcher older than 25 years old on their. Isn't that nuts? On their start in their starting rotation, their oldest. How's that for? How's that for a uh, small market team and and saving money? Just pay them the minimum. You yep. know, it's like Miami Marlins over under at 72 and a half. I got them over a couple. And by the way, so they're oldest just because they're pitching so good. They they just they lack offense, dude. There's gonna be a lot of guys going seven innings, two hits, and getting a. No decision. Hey, Brooksy, when were you born? 88. Their oldest pitcher on their team was born in 1995, Elisir Hernandez. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> That's wild, man. That's wild. Um, who, who do you have taken that division of the NL East? I'm going to actually go with the Mets. So the I'm Mets riding with the under. Mets. I like the Mets. I like the culture change over there. Stevie Cohen. They're, those guys are going to the field expecting to win now. Shortstops with 125 or more homers and an eight-plus defensive war before their age 27 season. Cal Ripken Jr., Francisco Lindor. End of list. Yeah, dude. What about Corey Seager? We did the NL West. I know, but I would rather have Corey Seager than Francisco Lindor this year. I will give you that simply because Corey Seager is younger. He's going to get broke off, too. He's He's in for a big year, and he's making, what, 13 mil this year? He's going to get paid. He's about to get broke off. Get paid. Um, sticking with the NL West. Uh, Sorry, yeah. NL, NL East. So, 
you got the Mets over the Braves. The Braves over under is higher. They're the favorite in the NL East at 91 and a half wins. But you I know and this is like this is a tough one for me, man, because I really like the Braves and I also think Freddie Freeman's gonna be in the top three for MVP voting this year. He's he's a clear candidate to hit three hundred and have thirty and hundred, mainly because Acuna, Albies, Azuna, all these guys are in the lineup around him. He's going to have protection. He's going to have guys on base uh, for RBI opportunities. And he's just got the shortest swing in baseball. Mm-hmm. He's a rare breed of players for this era that don't just have pop, but have bat-to-ball skills mm-hmm. as well. And I think that's just because his, his stroke is so short. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's crazy the amount of power that guy has with how short to the – With how quick it is, right? It's nuts. It's very um, Josh Hamilton-esque. Josh Hamilton did not have a short swing. It was so quick to – like his, It was just his powerful. That speed was incredible. Dude, I was in spring training with, with Josh Hamilton in Texas. Is that right? I really enjoyed him. I really enjoyed him. All the crap he's, he's been funk. through, man. He's, huh? gotten, he's gotten into some more funk unfortunately i know it sucks man it's just it's a disease but um i picked up his bat dude and i felt like a kid picking up like my dad's bat (laughs) dude who swung like the heaviest who swung like the heaviest bat that you ever played with do you remember that i played with like ortiz had to swing a pretty big bat right i've used his bat before he swung a 34 and a half 32 and a half so it wasn't that ridiculous not for his size. That's not outrageous. not for his size. Um, for comparison, I used a 33 in high school. So that's, I'm not tooting my own horn here. I'm just kind of giving. People. Well, you're a pitcher. So um, <laughs> well, there's the hat. <laughs> okay. All right. That was just unnecessary. <laughs> All right. Um, dude, that's a tough one. I'm thinking. Um, 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 actually, Elvis Andrews swings a big bat. Does he? It was like a 34 34, 34 33. Well, it, and it doesn't mean but he's that. a shortstop. Barry Bonds used like a thirty-two, so it doesn't mean that. Yeah, yeah, he, he stood on the plate too. Right. Um, it's really just personal preference. You know, who swung a big bat. I didn't. I played against him, Alfonso Soriano. No, I'm sure. We were playing in Wrigley my rookie year, bro. He hit the hardest top spin line driving me, and I my life flashed before my eyes. It was my first game ever at Wrigley. He hit a ball at me. This is before Statcast. <laughs> I'm aging myself. It, I mean, it was topspin. It was like he hit a, a curveball or like a slider at me, but it got to me so freaking fast, man. And I didn't catch it. It hit me in the palm, and I just like knocked it down, and then I picked it up and threw him out. But it was out. like I couldn't even glove it because it was just like it was moving and it was so fast. And our um, the next day at BP, when you're on the road, the other team's t- the home team is taking BP, and then the visiting team comes out, and they're like getting loose on the side. And he was hitting, and one of his bats was right there, and I was just I was like, we were sitting on the ground stretching, and it was right next to me. I was like, man, this thing looks massive. And I I like rolled it so I could see. It was a thirty five and a half, thirty four. Like Jesus, he's not a big guy either, and he like wiggles that thing around like it. Like weighed nothing. You know what they say about your bat size? Big hands. Big batting gloves. Random question. You you brought up pregame stuff. Random question. What was your favorite pregame game? So mine as a pitcher was um, two ball. A lot of people like pepper. A lot of people like glove flip. Did you have a favorite? 
You, you don't really do that much in the big leagues, but in, coming up, I loved, uh, I like pepper, but we played, yeah, like glove flip. Like we played that a lot. Okay. Coaches would always yell at us though. They loved the cold school coaches were like, play some pepper boy. Yeah. No, Work on them hands. Yeah. Working them hand eye coordinators. Like, Shut yeah. up. Okay. What about the Phillies at 81 and a half? Thanks for cutting me off, Dan. Um, well, you're getting um, your accents. Whenever you get Phillies, in your accents, it never goes out well. 81 and a half. I got them over. Okay. I like the Phillies. I like the Phillies. I like their lineup. I like their lineup. Dude. Once you get past Aaron Nola, it's like, eh. Their bullpen, which was all-time bad last year. Can we just say that their bullpen was dog shit? It was all-time bad. But this year, it's not bad. Okay, they added Archie Bradley, who's been solid for years with Arizona, and he went over Cincinnati. Hector Neris, it's, so he's a splitter pitcher. I've talked about splitter pitchers before. You don't know what you're going to get out of him. But when he's on, his splitter, and when he's on. It's a flip of a coin is what it is. Great Jose dude, Alvarado. too. He was a teammate when I was there. Jose Alvarado, who they got from Tampa Bay. Super Sankers. Ooh-wee. 99 with that. He throws sideways balls up there. Oh, and Sam Coonrod, who they got from San Francisco, throws 100 Ooh. miles an hour, too. Sam Coonrod. They got him oh, over. Oh, I didn't even know they had him. He throws 100. Now, he... It's flat, and it can get taken out of the park. But he throws 100 miles an hour. Brandon Kinsler coming up from, from Miami. Philly's bullpen's looking kind of nice. Looking yeah. a little nice. Yep. They're going to get plenty of innings this year. Hey. <laughs> I like it. Oh, you're taking my – that's like my it. that's my thing. It's fine. <laughs> the whisper is my thing. I'm patting that. Okay. Um, Re- but their lineup, Bryce Harper, I think, has a big year. I think he hits four – I think if you said an over under like 45 homers, I think Harper can get over that this year. It's a good MVP bet, by the way. He always mm-hmm. is a good MVP bet. You want to talk MVP bet? Bets? MVP bet. Let's take a short break. Come back. We'll talk MVP. Okay. Bye. Welcome back to the Wake and Rake podcast. So we're talking NL MVP. We're talking predictions. We're talking best bets. You just mentioned Bryce Harper. Kind of a just like every year, I feel like Bryce Harper is a good bet for MVP because he's won an MVP before, so he's obviously capable of winning an MVP. And his odds, so this year he's at plus two thousand. So you bet a hundred dollars for the betting rookies like myself. You put a hundred dollars down, Bryce Harper wins. You win two, your hundred dollars back plus two thousand. So that's a pretty good bet as compared to the favorite at Mookie Betts is at plus eight hundred. I think those are realistic numbers for Harper. I think those are finally like some fair odds, right? He is the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He's the 11th favorite in that. Oh, I was going to say 10th. Jeez. Okay. That's that's great. That's a great pick. By the way, Christian Yelich also, a, I've talked about Yelich before. He set career highs in hard hit percentage last year. Okay. He just, his bat pip was outrageously low for whatever reason. He hit the ball. Oh, it's a bad luck. Bad luck. Bad luck. Bad luck season for Christian Yelich. He's right above Bryce Harper at plus 1,500. Really, really good bet. So who's your pick? For my MVP? Give me an actual pick and then give me a value pick. Fernando Tatis Jr., my friend, is my NL. What are his odds? What are his odds? Tatis is at – he's the fourth favorite at plus 900. And we're, you're looking at William Hill, correct? William Hill. Mookie bets out is the favorite. Cody Bellinger, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, then Ronald Acuna Jr. Those are your top five. For William okay. Hill. Um, I'm going Corey Seager. 
He's right. He's seventh. He has seven bets odds at, at plus three. So I think that's a a, a good value. Mm-hmm. He he was at one. He was twelve to one. I think it's ten to one now. What does it say on there? I just have plus and minuses, my friend. I told you I'm a rookie. What, what's the plus? Plus thirteen hundred. Okay, thirteen to one. You like that? I hell yeah, I like that, dude. Listen, where where's my? I wrote this down. Where's my notes? He hit 307 with 15 and 41 in 52 games last year. That doesn't include his postseason, too, which was... Correct. He hit 328 with 8 and 20 and was a World Series MVP. Unreal. All right. He's hot, right? Oh, he just had a hot 60-game season, whatever. He was hot. Well, he's hit 346 with 8 taters in spring training. He ain't hot, my friend. He's good. Mm-hmm. He's good, and he flies under the radar. He's not flashy. That's why a lot of people don't really think about him as an MVP because he's he's not flashy. He's he might wear one sweatband and it's purely to keep sweat off his hand. <laughs> it's not because it looks good, you know? He's he's gonna wear he's just he's just not flashy. What you see is what you get and what you get is a badass shortstop man. He makes the defensive plays. He's gonna rake and he's in a lineup that's gonna have people on base. He's gonna have a lot of opportunities to drive in runs and big spots and he's played in the big games. We saw it last year in the in the postseason. I, think- I like this kid a lot, and it's a contract year for him. I think he has a better contract year than Francisco Lindor. And I mean, Lindor could sign. I'm mean, well. Tomorrow's the deadline, right? Excuse yeah. me. So today's the deadline for for Lindor. So it's, you know, it doesn't look like he's going to sign a deal <laughs> unless it happened right before the game. Right. But um, which could happen, but I, I I got Seager having a better contract year than than Lindor. I have him going off. I can see him hitting 315, 320 with 35 and 100. Like that's very realistic for him, especially after seeing him still so locked in in spring training. I'm old enough to remember when Dodger fans were trying to ship him out for Lindor and me 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 being completely befuddled because I'm not gonna pick between the two. I think both of them are fantastic. Yeah. Why would you get rid of Seager to get Lindor when essentially they're just as good of a player? Lindor is going to give you more of a marketable player, more of like face of the game type player. You sell more jerseys. Seager is going to give you more of a Mike Trout type under the radar, just comes in, punches his clock, works hard, plays really well, but he's not going to be like in Gatorade commercials and, and on GQ magazine. Like that's not his thing. He wants to go home, play with his dogs, hang out with his family. And hit taters in the show. Not a bad life. And I'll Cy Young. The favorite at plus 400 is Jacob DeGrom. Right behind him, Trevor Bauer, plus 650. Max Scherzer right behind him at plus 700. Who is your value bet? Who is your prediction for National League Cy Young? My prediction is chalk. I mean, it's DeGrom. He's, he's that good. My value pick at 20 to 1 is Blake Snell. I like Blake Snell. He was my first... So I did two fantasy drafts so far. He was the first pitcher I chose in both of those drafts. I think him getting out of the, like, from under the analytical umbrella of Kevin Cash and the front office of the Rays is going to be a good thing for him. Mm -hmm. If he's getting two extra innings to start, we look up and he's getting around 200 innings. Blake Snell won a Cy Young. (laughs) And they wouldn't even let him pitch through the second time through the lineup. Here's the thing with, with the Rays, like they don't let their starting pitchers play once the streetlights come on. They make you come home. Yeah. And their <laughs> their you know what's have 
tightened in previous years. Like when Blake Snell won Cy Young, it wasn't that tight. So you but. can say you can drop an F bomb, but you can't say asshole. All right, got it. <laughs> I have you, you Cali kids, man. I have standards. You're softer than puppy shit in the rain. I'll tell you I, that. That's such a Texas thing. They're softer than puppy shit in the rain. <laughs> Let me drink my whiskey here. I need a break. Hey mama, <laughs> get the house. All right, get the get the horse out of the yard. <laughs> Biscuits and gravy are ready. Come on. So my Cy Young <laughs> is also Jacob DeGrom. Look, he it's won back to back Cy Youngs. Then mm-hmm. last season he was top three. I mean, yeah. excuse me, top two. He finished second, I believe. Jacob yep. DeGrom. I mean, he's just that good. Yeah. Um, let's kick it over to the American League. Who is your value bet for the American League MVP and who is your prediction for the AL MVP? Um, I just have one pick. I'm going Aaron Judge this year. I'm going a healthy Aaron Judge. Man, we're too similar. And by the way, I was wrong. DeGrom was top three last year, not top two. But nevertheless. So I'm going Aaron Judge. I think I think Aaron, do we see a I mean a healthy Aaron Judge is a top five, maybe three player in baseball. Yeah. I'll say top five. I said top three the other day. I think when he's healthy. You can't really argue against it, personally. I also have him as a home run leader this year. Okay. He had 52 his rookie year in, uh, what, 2017? I have him hitting one more than that at 53. I have him hitting 53 this year. And leading the league. What do you got on that? I'm trying to find his over-under for you. It's probably like 45, 46. Just based off of health. Not even. Wow. That's shocking to me. So Trout is plus 1,200 as a favorite. Aaron Judge, 11th. To lead homers? Yes. That's all. That's just because he's been hurt. And they're like, oh, he's going to get hurt. Him and Giancarlo, the two Yankees at plus 2,000 for home run leaders. Wow. I like that pick. That's a good buy. Hey, he hits the ball to right way better than he pulls the ball. Yeah, and right field's like how feet. It's like Williamsport. <laughs> yeah. It's like trust well. me, I went deep to right there. <laughs> it's uh, it's short. And so you got Aaron Judge. I also have Aaron Judge as my love name. that. It's for one sixty-two. You go home run RBI has been one of the best in the game since he made his debut. I don't think you could argue against that. How about your American League Cy Young? Okay, I got two. I think Giolito wins it. Uh, my value pick is Hyungjin Ryu. Now, that's like, it was 18 to 1. I don't know what it is now. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's had a he's got a career 2-9. Last couple of years, he's been under 3. Um, he's got a better offense there in Toronto now. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. He just man. didn't want to pick Garrett Cole. Uh, you're trying to be different, huh? Yeah. yeah. Garrett Cole, yeah. I went I went to Grom, so I couldn't go <laughs> I couldn't go chalk all around here. Um, but I do like Ryu as a as a value pick. He's a, he's a sleeper for me. Do I think he's got a great chance to win it? No, I think he does have a chance to win it. Something you can just kind of like a little sprinkle bet, you know, just throw a few bucks on it. And if you hit, you win a good amount of money. Yeah, I mean Garrett Cole you could throw a hundred bucks on and get three hundred and fifty bucks. If you, you if he wins, it's not a great value pick, but but him and Bieber are the two favorites. Plus three fifty, plus three seventy five. Giolito three. Giolito three at plus five hundred. Yeah, I like that. 
with that offense too. Ooh, nasty. Big pitching ninja guy too. Oh yeah, everybody. We gotta good. we gotta bring Rob on. We'll bring him back. We'll bring we'll bring uh, El Ninja back. Yeah. We'll bring him back. That's um, not the correct Spanish word for that, but we'll be back. We're gonna have Brooksy's best bets for opening day next. I'm not gonna <laughs> mention what just happened offline, but <laughs> something happened offline, and I can't speak of it. But that's why my face is red for those watching on YouTube. You can catch <laughs> this podcast on YouTube across we got it on spotify podcast it's going to be available on any kind of platform you want it to follow us on social media instagram twitter tiktok facebook at wake and rake pod brooksy's best bets for opening day i have a lot of picks now locks <laughs> day one is pretty tough for locks just because you're like what are, what are you gonna get number one uh, number two, there's a lot of nerves uh, in opening day. I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. Yes, they've been playing for a month, but it's not the same. They're playing in the big league stadium. These games matter. So it's tough to bet on these uh, and on day one. But uh, I think the first one I like, I have three that I feel like are locks. I'm going to go Indians versus Tigers. You got Bieber. Uh, you know what he's capable of. He'll, he'll have it locked down. I think he shoves against... I mean, these are two offenses that aren't very good. Let's be Matthew honest. Boyd going for Detroit. Yeah, he, he's pretty good too. And these are two offenses that aren't very good. So seven and a half is the over-under. And I am going to lock in the under on that game. And the over-under. And, and I'm taking the Indians to win if you're looking at the money line. What was that over-under? Seven and a half. Okay. All right, moving on to my next one. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays versus Miami Marlins. I am taking the Rays to win. So money line. Um, and then seven and a half as well. And I'm taking the under it's Tyler glass now versus Alcantara. Two guys that throw very hard. They have nasty stuff. Um, and uh, I, I think it's a pitcher's duel through the sixth or seventh inning if uh, Kevin cash allows it. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, glass nails are ace. He's our guy. Um, it'll be on lockdown. I don't think the offenses are going to do too much against them. I like the under there. I could see like a three to one, three to two type game. That will be uh, at Lone Depot Field, newly named Lone Depot Field in Miami, by the way. It's no longer Marlins Park, Lone Depot Field. Thank you for that tidbit, Danny. You're welcome. Um, my last one, New York Mets. First, the Washington Nationals. Pitcher's duel, Jacob deGrom. Max Scherzer. Wow. That's going to be a fun one. This is a night game. This should be fun to watch. Uh, night game here on the East Coast. Not not so much for you. That sucks. Day game. But, hey, whatever. You choose to pay those taxes in California. Um, at the, it's the over-under set at 6.5. I'm actually – that's low, right? That's super low. At eight, eight and a half is pretty normal. I, I'm taking the under of six and a half and I'm taking the Mets to win. Taking the Mets to win. Uh, I think DeGrom shoves. I think he goes seven plus, maybe eight. Scherzer throws well. This is day one. I think aces will dominate and on the first game of the season. They're a little ahead of the hitters, especially when it comes to nerves. Um, DeGrom shoves. I think it ends up being someone getting a, hitting a big homer or something late and it being like a, a three to two, three to one two nothing even 
Uh, and I think the Mets bullpen comes in and actually shuts it down at the end. How about that? So they're my, those are my best bets for opening day, 2000. Well, let's say 2021, not 2021. That doesn't sound right. 2021. Here we go. Yeah, we're done with 2020. Um, oh kind of funny about Jacob DeGrom real quick. His velocity has increased each of the past average velocity on his fastball increase each of the past four seasons. By the way, it's already been a Cy Young almost every single one of those seasons. Velocity has increased each and every season. And then in spring training this year, he was throwing 100, 102 miles per hour, which is higher than his average has been each of those previous four seasons, which normally oh, guys throw harder when the season starts. So the goat is getting goatier. You know what goatier. I mean? Like no, unbelievable. So That's why I picked Cy Young. Let's transition into buy or sell. This will be our last segment of the show. Before we head into opening day, buy or sell. Brooksy's going to tell me which of these little factoids he's going to buy or sell. Number one, Joey Gallo. I stole this from you, by the way. Joey Gallo will have more home runs than the <laughs> Texas Rangers will have victories. In That's so brutal. Uh, I said that as a joke. I didn't really mean it. Uh, so I will say... So the answer is sell. I think Joey, I think Joey can push 50 homers. I think he hits up like mid to upper 40 homers, but I do think the Rangers will win north of 60 games. That over <laughs> under for the Rangers is at 67 and a half. Yeah. I got him like 65. Dude, yeah. If Gallo doesn't hit 60 plus, not like that. But if he did, and <laughs> then, so what if they were tied going into the last day at like, 60 and then he hit a homer in the first inning and they just threw the game they would they'd bench him <laughs> bench him no they just lose on purpose so he could actually do it no the team wouldn't want that yeah the team would love it well the players would love it or in the front office the mean shit you know how the draft works right <laughs> that's, that's a good point <laughs> at that point what's the point of having 61 wins and 60 it's a great point Number two, Shohei Otani will have more pitching appearances than he will have home runs. Ooh, that's good, Danny. Yeah, I came up with some good. Um, ooh, it's going to be close. Yeah, yeah. Because what? I'm, I'm a thinker. Hey, there's a lot going on in this head of mine. You think he makes 25 starts? No. Then he has more homers. I think he has 25 homers. If he's pitching, and I think he has. I think he has 20 starts. If he's pitching once a week, I don't see him hitting that 25 benchmark, personally. 20, though, right? Yeah, I think he makes 20. Yeah, as long as he, I gets think he, healthy. he hits more than 20 homers. Okay. Buy or so, sell. So buy, so buy. Well, that wasn't a buy or sell. You said... I said buy or sell. Shohei Otani will have more pitching appearances than home Okay. Run. And you said... So, so sell. So, yeah. Okay. Got you. Easy. My attention span is very short. Go. A team, number three, a team that did not make the playoffs last year will make the postseason this season. Buy or sell. A team that did not make the postseason last year will. <laughs> Buy the Mets. Mets. Okay. I like the Angels too there. Number Do four. Do the Angels make the postseason? My playoff. A wild card? You. For the, for the American League, I have Yankees, White Sox, A's, Angels, Astros. Three teams coming out of the American League West. Jesus. You don't think Toronto can do it? They can. I just 
You just want, you're just accountable. Got it. Next. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) For speaking of the Blue Jays, Vladdy G will lead the Blue Jays in home runs this season. Buy or sell? Sell. George Springer. Second to last one, Joey Gallo will have more strikeouts than Jacob DeGrom this year. Going back to your range. We're just shitting on the Rangers today. So to give you a little bit of context, DeGrom typically in the Cy Young <laughs> like 180. Season, has like, he has like 230 plus strikeouts. Yeah. So no, I think uh Gallo has had a 200 plus strikeout season before. Though. Yeah, I know. I don't think I think I think Joey's under that this year. I Dude, think DeGrom has solid. more. And I think DeGrom leads the league in strikeouts. Number six, final one. Will Middlebrooks will do the naked mile if Bobby Dahlbeck hits 30 taters this year. 30? Hell 30. no. He's hitting 30 for sure, dude. Although it's it's not too cold here in Florida, so I could probably pull it off. So you will do the naked mile if Bobby Dahlbeck hits, what, 50? Mile? Bro, I would have to walk. I can't run a mile. I have metal holding my leg together. You can do it. I can't mile. run, so it's going to be – can I do it at night? You can do your – yeah, you can do your dad walks, your long three-mile dad walks. You said a mile. What am I going to walk a mile? Then someone pick me up and I put clothes on and finish. <laughs> Come on, dude. No, I'm not doing anything negative. It's Florida. You know, uh, alligators and snakes out there. You got any bold predictions before we send everybody Ooh, off? Bold predictions. The Cubs clean house and rebuild. And they we're see Javi Baez, Chris Bryant, and Jock Peterson in different threads come August. There's my hot take. Padres White Sox 2021 World Series. I already placed my bet. How much you bet? Don't worry about how much I bet. Come on, dude. We're talking. Come on. We're family here. 50 bucks. Nice. I'm not. To win what? I I, I placed the White Sox to win the pennant. Oh, Padres. Padres, White Sox, I've been following that team, both of those squads, for years now. What they did with their farm system, they did it organically. They did Respected. it through international signings. They, I knew that they would have an opportunity to make some noise in this offseason. San Diego's like, we're not a small market team. No matter what you say, whatever you say about our market, we're not a small market team. They're going for it. They're going to beat the Dodgers in the postseason. Dodgers will win the division. Great. Good for them. They will lose to the Padres in the postseason this year. White Sox. Round. White Sox will get Eloy back. They'll be healthy. You got White Sox, Padres, World Series. I'll go 50-50 with you there. I'll go White Sox, Dodgers, Dodgers in five. Dodgers repeat. Boring. That's not boring at all. You know how hard it is to repeat? That's badass if they can pull that off. That's what I'm saying. Boring pick. Hey, man. Episode one, this was a success. Happy opening day. Yeah. 2021. Place your bets. Make some money. Yeah. Let's have fun, man. I can't wait to do this again with you, Dan. Yeah, let's do it again. Uh, until next time, party people, adios. Adios.